When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it the hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. Texas men's basketball gets another win uh, in the mood over Oklahoma State. We'll talk about that uh, starting off the show. Also uh, give some love to a Texas commit who's getting a lot of love as a McDonald's All-American. Also Mel Kuyper showing a Longhorn running back a lot of love in his latest mock draft and also Cowboys fans may be a little bit giddy about his uh, prognostication as well. We'll get into that coming up next segment. Go behind the burnt orange curtain. We got the flex coming up for you as well later on in 3 o'clock. In the 4 o'clock we got a smorgasbord of different NFL news, notes, and nuggets. MVP finalists that has been announced. We'll also get into the QB rumors and the quarterback drama going on in the NFL. There's a ton of it and a little bit of preview into the conference championship weekend. The Final Four of the NFL and the Bills GM taking a shot at the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get into all of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos for the first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but it's time to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Hards, ladies and gentlemen. Hump day! <laughs> We're ready for the hump day. We're going to get into all of this information that we are ready to provide for you, Texas basketball, Cowboys. I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to believe the hype, man. I'm not going to buy into it. That's what they want us to do. Hype machine. They want us in a hype machine. They're trying to man. throw us a curveball, and we'll mm-hmm. get into that too a little bit later as we talk about the Hall of Fame. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study. 
but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro, as always. Gets better and better every time. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's the idealionaire of the show, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we know this man is underpaid. The Patrick Davis. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, another mm-hmm. win last night. That's right. The mood, so... So feeling good. This is the the first one in a while that we haven't had a heart attack watching. So that was nice. <laughs> Controlled the game for the entire game. The only lead they had was when it was four two. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was the only lead that Oklahoma State had. So uh, yeah, let's start off breaking that down. Before we do, uh, let's uh, let you know how you can keep in touch with us and participate. You can do it on the Specs text line. That's the best way to do it. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, Hardball Harch is at Hardball Harch in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse as well. All right, gentlemen, let's get right to it. Uh, and you said that's why. Uh, and you had the front row seat to it, Patrick. But it was very encouraging to see Texas control a game for the entire game. That's hard to do in the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really pretty much everything do. is hard to do in the Big Twelve. <laughs> very true. <laughs> but yeah, th- but this was there was no long scoring drought. There was no point where even when Oklahoma State would start to go on a run and kind of cut it back in, so you get up to eleven and they cut it back down to three. Texas was able to respond and push the lead back out a little bit more and build them a little bit more room. And that was what was really big was the end of the first half when Oklahoma State was making that push. And if you make a couple of those plays Mm -hmm. different, you end up down at the half one or two points, and that's a way different game than going in up eight where you feel like you go in and they put a good push on you and you're still up eight points. It's amazing that, I mean, Oklahoma State's defense is a good defense, guys. You're talking about one of the, what's the top, considered, if you look at defensive efficiency, I mean, they're top ten in the country. I mean, so that's one of the better defenses in the country. And last game they played, hell, so much 50, they barely scored over 100 yep. points combined between the two teams. This game, a whole lot different. Texas able to score 89 points versus Oklahoma State. Harge, I, to me, that was the most encouraging part. And that was without uh, Serge Barry Rice or Tyrese Hunter having huge offensive games. Of course, uh, Marcus Carr continued to do what he did with 21 points. But it showed all the different uh, contributions that you could have from that roster. Well, we talked about it before we left yesterday, talking about how I thought the game was going to go and what we needed. It had happened. They wanted to mess it up. They wanted it to be dirty. They wanted it mm-hmm. to be one of those games where it was low scoring and they wanted to be physical. But what did Texas do? They were getting up and down the court. They weren't necessarily creating fast break points, but they were getting out of the backcourt into the front court, being able to move the ball around and making sure that they got into their offensive sets. That was the most impressive part for me is the fact, too, you look at who, who contributed – you look at Dylan DeSue. We've been yeah. waiting for those types of games. Oh, man. Those are the types of games that we've been looking at and saying we need Dylan to be more consistent with that. And I think he will be because once you get into this type of game and you you feel that as an athlete, you know this. Once you start making big plays, you just keep looking for him and looking for him. And I thought he did a good job not trying to force three-point shots either because normally he'll get out there and he'll want to do it because he can shoot those. But it was more of, nah, I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to take high percentage shots. I'm going to get into the paint. I'm going to get second chance shots because he was getting so many rebounds. And then, of course, you look at what Brock Cunningham has been able to do. And I keep wanting to ask this question. Is it 
Chris Ogden, do you think Chris Ogden has helped Brock Cunningham with his shot and his confidence? Because it seems to me like he is getting better and better. I asked Ty Henderson this morning, who went to school at Westlake when Brock was there, and he was saying he was shooting like that before. Okay. He just His job at the University of Texas has not been to do that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, teams look at him and say, nah, he's not going yeah, we'll to shoot it like that. that. We're not going <laughs> to worry about, about that. that. He, if he beats us out there, that's great. That's good. Yeah, that's great that's because right. his job is to come in there and be that mm-hmm. enforcer guy, get rebounds, get all those hustle plays, and he's been a great contributor this year. Shooting 50% from three-point range in Big 12 play. Yeah, yeah so I think the big thing <laughs> yeah. with, no with, yeah. with Brock crazy. has been – so he's been a three-point shooter. Like, he's taken him his entire career. He's been taking him since he was a red shirt. He would take him in warm-ups. Like yep. – He's always had the shot, but he's not a high percentage three-point shooter. No. He's definitely not a high three uh, percentage if mm-hmm. it's not the right time. But I think what they figured out with him and what they've really helped him teach is set yourself up not for a pass, but set yourself up for a shot. And then if you can make a pass, you can make a pass. But he's setting his feet way better than mm-hmm. and so his footwork on catching these shots is, hey, man, you're getting a, they're playing a zone. If they pass you the ball, don't c- catch it. And have your feet spread apart like you're trying to keep passing the ball. Catch it like you're ready to shoot. And if they don't come over, take the shot. And I think his footwork has been the huge difference of the percentage of shots he's making is that he can basically in position when they don't come over to him and Mm -hmm. they don't respect his three-pointer, his feet are ready and he's stepping into shots, which is just a way easier three-pointer to make when you're open than having to dribble once and reset and then try and make it with someone running at you. It's just an easier shot to make when you set your feet. So his footwork, yeah. I think, is something they've worked on during the offseason to help him make those big threes. And he's made, in a few games now, big threes to just separate and basically expand their defense. And it's a zone buster because if you're playing zone, part of it is you're not really going to come over and guard Brock very much. And if he can hit threes over the top of you and Tyrese Hunter hits a three and a zone breaker – they can't play zone anymore, and you have to hit threes to kill zones. And once they get through that, then Texas can kind of eat. Marcus Carr goes back to doing what he does. Yeah, Marcus Carr. I mean, this guy now is in the conversation for Big 12 Player of the Year candidate. I mean, he's, yep. he's right there. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't really deny it. He's been phenomenal so far this year. 7 of 11 in that game for the 21 points. But you pointed it out, Harge, the juice that you get uh, when Dylan DeSue is playing at a high level – because, I mean, what do you give you? Just, it, just 20 minutes. But in that 20 minutes, you get 12 points, yep. eight rebounds, eight two blocks, three steals. I mean, just. He's, he's, just, he's filling it up. In, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Just instant uh, kind of energize a bunny for you on both ends of the floor. And then you get Brock. Brock Cunningham is also, he's that junkyard dog for you. Yep. Uh, but he also provides that same type of uh, kind of up, uh, be kind of uplifting uh, presence with the team when he's on the floor, only mm-hmm. for the few minutes that he is. He had was he one steal, one block, five rebounds, but he was three of three from three point range. Um, so you didn't even, it, you know, Tyrese Hunter obviously still hasn't found the consistency yet, uh, and Sergio Barry Rice didn't even need to have the presence of being the closer right. down the stretch. Hell, Oklahoma State never reached, uh, you know, fewer. They never closed the lead to fewer than six points, I believe, in the second half. Right. For Texas, which I mean, that's that's close, but in in the Big Twelve especially, um, but Texas did had control and command of the game the entire time. They and, and by the way, did not play a perfect game at all. I mean, the seventeen no. turnovers or seventeen giveaways they had 20, 20 turnovers. Yeah, twenty. And 20 I'll, I'll say there was something up with that ball in the second half. That so I won't give them credit for all the turnovers, but a few of those that ball, like both teams were slipping. The balls was just slipping out of their hands. Wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
they didn't use the same ball they started the game with? It seemed like they had a new ball in the second half. That's what it seemed like. It looked weird. Oh, it was. Either that or it just kept getting wet or whatever it was, but it was. It, it ball seemed slippery on both sides in both teams. There was a lot of people falling on the ground last night, too. Yeah, there so, was a lot of players going on the ground for. for yeah, so for I don't know what that was, but yeah, both teams were doing it. So probably two or three turnovers, you can say, on both teams go to just the ball not sticking to hands okay. as well as you want it to be. I will also mention for Oklahoma State, uh, Musa Cisse did not play. He's been basically limited most of Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. He hurt himself in that first Big 12 game. Uh, and But that's what Texas has done these last two games well, which is, hey, man, look, they don't have the big in there. They have some injuries up in the post. So we don't have a guy who can go with a true big like Cissé. But if Cissé's out, we can dominate. Yeah. And that's we saw Donovan Mitchell uh, do very well. Dylan Mitchell do really well early. We saw uh, D- Dylan DeSue do well throughout the game and just kind of take that mid-range game as well of not even mid-range, but, you know, eight feet away, ten feet away, just getting open shots where they didn't come out and were expecting him to drive the basket, and he just hit those a couple times. So if you say, hey, man, look, we know what their weakness is because of this injury, and you attack it, that's good coaching, that's good execution of a team that you want to see them continue because it won't always be the center, but there will be throughout the season there's going to be injuries, and you have to be able to exploit if if they're missing a top guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, you're right because uh, uh, basically the turnovers were a push for both teams. The box score that I have has 18 to 16, Texas 18, yeah, to Oklahoma State 16. Yep, I'm sure it varies. Well, whatever, and no, but, and, and there was a couple too. Yeah. They started full court pressing Texas at the end, and there was a yeah. couple turnovers that they did force. So give them credit; they did force a couple. There was a uh, 20 uh, back court violation that they had, which there's the weird rule in the NCAA that it's not when the ball crosses half court; it's when the guy touches the ball. Which I still think he got it. And when there was 20 on the clock <laughs> yeah. and not 19, but they said that was 10 seconds. Uh, so that was – the game was not the greatest referee game of the game. Uh, not not one way or the other. Just, just overall badly. not well, a great referee game. Did that dude have a for. mullet? Did that, that ref have a mullet? Woo. There was one ref that was refing the game that had a mullet. No, no one had. No of the refs had a mullet. I was watching another game on top. I was, <laughs> actually, actually, you know what it was? It was the game that Zay was watching. The, the game uh, that because I was watching both games. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no, that, no, no, nice, yeah. You got that yeah. nice system. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Multiple TVs there. Yeah, that's what uh, it was. It was the game that Zay was at. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, with the turnovers though, that's a good point. There was and, nobody with a mullet. <laughs> but uh, points off turnovers, Texas actually had a twenty-two eleven advantage in the points off the turnovers. Yeah. So at least they were able to, you know, maximize the turnovers more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a perfect game for Texas, yet they had command of the game. Uh, they were they, had, they didn't have any dunk attempts in the game, which was strange. Because yeah, all their putbacks were real quick putbacks. Yeah. You know, Dylan Mitchell yeah. hustling from end to end and getting mm-hmm. underneath the basket. Sometimes he was too far underneath the basket yeah. and was still able to get there. Dil, uh, Dylan DeSue, I thought he was about to have one dunk. Kind of got hung on the rim a little bit, got his rebound and put it back up real quick. So there were some some missed opportunities yeah. for dunks. But I'm with you. There yeah. was a lot of, of right, times that they could have had some dunks. The it, other it thing, like Oklahoma it. State had some dunks. Boone yeah. was dunking. Yeah. yeah, and that was their deal. So Caleb yeah. Boone was in. He was doing well in protecting the rim enough that you couldn't really yeah. go full force on him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he Caleb Boone always has a good game against Texas. He had a good game again last night, but Texas did a good job of weathering that, then starting to, you know, Take the ball at Caleb Boone's son, get him in foul trouble. Yep. And basically, they just had a good game plan, went out and executed it. It's not a perfect game, but it's college basketball. You don't expect to have too many perfect games in college basketball. Yeah. 
Uh, but you're going to need him in these next two games. With a three-point percentage. Like you said, like you said Horace, the selection, the, the shot exactly. selection, yep. when, when they shoot the three-pointers, it was excellent. Yeah. Yes. Or it ended up being eight of 13 on three-pointers. Yes. And that was a huge disparity because Oklahoma State was, what, eight of 26? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what's funny is horrible on three, what, from three the, the only one, Serge Barry Rice, who is not the most likely guy to take a bad three, had a couple of them that he hit that were – because he needed flow. to take, yeah, and he just needed to take him because the guy wasn't even putting a hand up on him. Like it was their scouting report was, don't go for the pump fake, so mm. don't put a hand up on him. Yeah. Basically, play him with your uh, arm down. Yeah, just so run he just at shot him. over the top of him <laughs> a couple times, <laughs> and I think it went like two for three or something like that, and what I can remember. Yeah, that's a great point too. Now, yeah, you're right. The adjustment now because that's the yeah. scouting report. On Sergeant Bray Rice, I was like, do not. Oh, you're going to look like an idiot. The shot fake. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, and it's really hard not to do it because he's perfect. Even talks about how he's perfected it, which is really good. Uh, one other thing I thought was interesting the small ball adjustment mm-hmm. late in the game mm-hmm. by Rodney Terry. What'd you guys think of that? It happened, uh, and basically it was end up being Carr, um, Allen, Cunningham. Hunter and Mitchell, and then Sergey Rice replaced Mitchell. They moved Cunningham over. Um, what are your thoughts about the extreme small ball lineup by Coach Terry? I thought it was I thought it was something that we've seen a couple times when the the big man is in there too much, and he wants to spread them out and make them have to come out and guard people. I thought it was perfect, and th- th- that was the biggest thing for me. And I'm starting to see this a lot more. His timing with these groups have been perfect. Like, he'll bring in – like, I've been talking about the fact that Arterio Morris hasn't been a major factor, but he puts him in at the right time. He puts him in. You get a little bit of expert with him. He comes in. He understands his role, and then they get him out and bring the other crew together. When you can go at the end of the game and have all the guards out there, especially because – the free throw shooting percentages. Oh, that was big. They shoot the ball well yeah. at the end of the yeah. game, and you know that they're about to go start fouling because they want to turn the ball over. But if you got guys out there that can shoot it from the free throw line, it makes it real tough for the coaches to keep saying, we're going to foul, we're going to foul, we're going to foul. Yeah, and that and that part of that small ball lineup, too, was that Dylan Nassou, uh Christian four. Bishop and Brock Cunningham all got in foul trouble. That's a good point. So you were just trying to buy a little bit of time, and it ended up you didn't have to buy it. You were it was working well because yep. their big guys had foul trouble as well. So you were able to make it work. But yeah, I, I think at Texas when you say, "Well, we have three guards we'd like to have on the court a lot, and we'd love to have Timmy Allen on the court," it makes for a smaller lineup. Just in the fact, if you're saying those four guys we'd like to have, yeah. and Timmy Allen's the tallest at six six, yeah. six yeah. seven, you know, yeah. nice to experiment with it right yeah. now because you're going to need it. In, in the postseason. Well, yeah, and you, you got to show people different looks. And it's, I mean, know. as we go further into the Big 12, I mean, we haven't played Kansas yet. We haven't played Baylor yet. Like, there's some big games coming up in this Big 12 where every game is big, but there's some always tough matchups for Texas. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's but uh, right now, I mean, it looks like the team is playing with a lot of confidence, and they're going to need it because this stretch coming up, gentlemen. Whoo! It, I, I, you know what? Is it fair to say this stretch coming up defines the season, at least the regular season for Texas? They, I mean, they're, they're a tournament team. We all know that. But in terms of what they're going to be in this Big 12 regular season, because this, and then, by the way, you got one game that's not in the Big 12. You're going to go on the road um, and play Tennessee. Yep. Uh, on Saturday, that's a big game. That's a what top five team? Yeah, top, right there. Yeah, number, number four, four. number yeah. four right now. Yep. Then you got big Monday matchup with Baylor coming off their one of their biggest wins of the season. So they're looking like they're 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 turning the corner. They're a ranked team as well. Um, they're a top twenty team. And then you got road trips versus top ten teams 
in Kansas and K State. Right. Um, right now, K State's a top five team, actually, number five. And those are on the road. So you got three of those four will be on the road. Well, for and, you. and the one you're playing at home is on super short rest because you're flying back from Tennessee on Saturday night. You play that game Monday night at eight mm-hmm. o'clock. Yeah. So. So, so the one home game you get that one advantage, you are on short rest. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's where I would say it won't necessarily define the season. It's because the Big Twelve is so tough anyway. So you may have a little tough stretch right there, but those other teams are playing each other as well. They may beat each other up. You're in a good spot, and if you can split a couple of those games, if you go two and two. In all those games in the Big Twelve in that stretch, I think you're still in a great spot. That's the expectation. That's the expectation. He's I two mean, and two. Yeah, just go two and two in these situations. Yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy to say it, but that's no, the we, beauty well, of basketball. Well, well and it's, it's, it's and it's honestly it's the big it's the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's you don't want to lose back to back games. Right. So when you say two and two, if it's you win two and lose two, that's also not exactly how you want to do right. it. Right. You prefer to. You just go look. Don't lose back to back games Book for the rest of the away. season. Yeah. Don't yeah. lose back to back games. Which they haven't done. No, and that's so. I think that's more of what I'm looking at. Is I agree with you two and two, but to put it more on, it's do not lose back to back games. Make your adjustments. Come back out. Yep. Don't let a loss put you into a spiral because if you lose those first two, man, it's gonna be real hard to win those next two. Right. And if you win those first two and then lose the next two, it's like, man, are now are you is your mindset you right? It. Or yeah, did you win yeah. those first two and go, oh, well, we're good? You know, you're tied for first in the Big Twelve right now, but that, I mean, you're tied with three other, with two other teams. There's three teams right behind, one game behind. So, I mean, you can drop in this league just as fast as you're at the top. Right. Yeah, because there is no, there's no game off. There's no, no. letdown. There's no, it, yeah, which it, is good it, though. Which it, is good it, because it, it keeps you for the tournament. Yeah, it, I mean, but it keeps style. you focused because yeah. you know. I can't take time off. I can't take that moment off. I can't take a playoff because this is what we have to go to every single day. But on the contrast, it does wear you out. It does wear you out because it was kind of almost like the conversation you had about the Cowboys, right? Here Mm -hmm. I go bringing it back to the Cowboys. Hey, go ahead. But you were talking about how the four-game stretch – the mental oh, yeah. fortitude that you to have play to really have. Tough games, You're gonna have to play the tough games. Okay. Exactly. You're playing the best in the games. Big Twelve Conference yeah. in four straight games. And not only playing them in the Big Twelve Conference, you also have, oh yeah, the SEC Big Twelve Challenge with a number four team against a coach who wants to beat you that used to be on the sideline. Yeah. So um, it's a lot of there's a lot. There. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, and I just think I'm with you. A t- two and two would be uh, good for Texas uh during that stretch. Anything better than that, I mean, that's just that's like found money yep, for, yep. for them in that stretch. But anything worse than that, yeah, potentially, you know, um, that could be something that could come back to haunt them uh, just because the Big 12 is just – it seems like it's a momentum league. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams are kind of going on runs and then, uh, you know, because any night, any night. Any uh, night. You know, I mean, that's what you can say. The Big 12. Tonight is West Virginia versus Texas Tech. It is two of the bottom teams in the Big 12. Texas Tech still hasn't won a, ro- uh, tech, a Big 12 game yet. This this team like you would normally in most leagues be like oh yeah that is a bad basketball game right this won't be a bad basketball game no like as I was saying that's the bottom of the bottom of it and it's still it's still one of the a toughest ones. hey man put that on TV <laughs> right that's Agreed. a good basketball game right yeah it, no the Big Twelve is uh, incredible right now it really is so uh, uh, Texas gets the win um, it's a big win for them every 
win in the Big 12 is a big win, it feels like. Uh, 89-75 over Oklahoma State. And uh, somebody uh, did mention that the the ladies do have a big game tonight, too. Exactly. Uh, versus Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, right now, Texas, the ladies are not ranked uh, currently at 14-6. and six, Oklahoma at 14, I believe. Um, so yep. Texas, And if Texas does win tonight, they will actually, even though they're not ranked, be uh, tied for first in the Big 12 for the women as well. That's what we so, do, baby. So it's they can, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just because all of like all yeah. of the Big Twelve is kind of down this year. Yeah. So, but yeah. So we gave out the stat yesterday that the first time in the history of the AP poll that there is not a team from Texas ranked in the AP. 47 years. Yeah. 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 47 years. And you know who uh, is most displeased about that stat? Uh, Vic Schaefer. Vic Schaefer. Hey, exactly. <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. Coach Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, nobody's more displeased about that stat. Yeah. We'll have it, we'll have it uh, 645 pregame on 105.3 The Bats. There All it right. is. Uh, good stuff there, Patrick. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, we come back. Uh, Mel Kuyper showing Bijan Robinson's love and showing Cowboys fans some love. Uh, his latest mock draft has Bijan going. Going to the Cowboys, can it happen? Oh, man, please let it happen. Please, <laughs> God, let it happen. We'll come back and talk about it right here on Bondo Live. What if we're not a horn? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes it's hard to be. Midweek movie music right here on Ball Don't Lie. Okay, I know who this is. Is this Tammy? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Tammy who? Tammy Wynette? Tammy, yeah. the name of the song is yeah. it? No, no, is that's not the name of the song. Tammy, yes. Tammy Wynette. Yes, yes. But, I'm, I, but it's, it's midweek movie music, for those who don't know. Uh, my man Patrick takes songs from a movie that inspired him, and he uses songs from the soundtrack of that movie um, to play for us on midweek movie music. And based on those selections, we're supposed to pick up clues and hints and figure out exactly what the featured movie is for midweek movie music. And the reason, yeah, I mean, I, strangely enough, and we were just talking about number one hits, number one uh, billboard hits yep. yesterday because yep. top of the charts Tuesday. Um, and somebody on the Spec Sex Line uh, shout out because they said, hey, man, you guys forgot about George Jones. No, and they, George Strait. George, they said George Strait? Yeah, it was George Strait. Oh, was it George Strait? Yeah, yeah. I, thought he said, I thought he said George Jones. But George Jones, too. George Strait was who they were trying to bring up. Oh, uh, I thought Because they said, they said it's country. And I know you guys aren't talking about country. You're talking about billboard. But they were talking about George Strait. I thought they talked about George but Jones. But this, this too, plays perfectly. Course. This plays perfectly with Tammy. Well, with that's, what I'm that's why. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. Obviously, yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I thought they were talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know about George Strait and his, but I know George Jones did have ten Billboard number one hits too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why didn't, he didn't get that love on the list that I was talking about yesterday. But anyway, but I digress. Okay. Um, I don't know what the movie is. What's right. the movie? Well, we keep going. We'll right. Keep going. Yeah, look, by the four o'clock hour, always we got twenty six minutes, and you will, and you should know it. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I mean, that that seemed pretty obvious right there. That seemed it, like it that wasn't. Slapped us in the face. It wasn't. Don't it worry. wasn't obvious. Not started obvious. I know. We got to work it to where I give you a couple, and you know. All right. Look, you can't. Not everyone can be hard on his bed by himself on medication. Yes. And get in one. Agreed. Yes. What, uh, if, what, yeah. what, what if I have it right now and I'm just Give playing with you guys? No, no, no. What, what, what if I have it? Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for the reminder. What if I have it right now? Thank you for reminding me, Patrick. Yes. I'm like, what if I have it? Go ahead. Y'all are going to oh, look at it. What is your guess? No, I want to love to hear this. Please give it to me. Please. What is your guess? Uh, originally, I was going to say Stand By Your Man was a movie, but I'm not sure if it is. But I'm going to say. Maybe it's not that. It's not that. Okay. That's not. Is, is that it, your guess? Is it Blues Brothers? Oh, he got it in one again. Did he really? Did he really? Got it in one again. No, are you serious? Hey, hey and now look, I'll tell you this. What? You tell me. I, I thought Rod. I thought that Harsh could not hit a curveball. I gave him a curveball. That now, is crazy. Because they that song's not technically the song is, but that version is not. But it's the but it but it is, it is. stand by your man. Round of applause there, for Harsh. Right? He did wow. it, Rod. He did it. We called him and he did it. Okay. Well, I gotta respect that if he did if he actually so it is Blues Brothers? It is uh, John Belushi's birthday this week. Our wow. posthumous birthday. So I was we're gonna say well, it, 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 is his birthday the twenty eighth? So I can't remember off the top okay. when I picked this. Yeah, it was Okay. It was or is? It I, is I think well he's is it coming no no I mean oh, yeah, it was yeah, or yeah, is yeah. coming up. It happened in January already or is it coming up? Because he, he said it's he said it's John it, Belushi's uh, birthday. January twenty fourth. So yesterday 24th. was yesterday. was his birthday, nineteen forty nine yeah. was when he was born. Oh. Okay, so hold up. So when was the when did the movie come out? In nineteen eighty one? But what day? So hold up. So midweek movie music. You just, okay. So it's so just, it's, it's, it's different. It's people. more of a theme than it's a, theme. a movie. So movie. Rod, in okay. January and February, not a lot of movies come out that are decent. They okay. don't really put out a lot of movies. So I have to change it up a little bit to get through the months where okay. there's not a lot of blockbusters coming right. out. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm just making. I'm just trying to get it. And congrats, to Hard. You got. So it is Blues Brothers. It is in the Blues soundtrack. Brothers. Yes. There you go. Shout out to Hard. There you go. Well done. See, Good job. Y'all don't, y'all, y'all two mean, weeks in a hey, row. Two weeks in a row. No, hey, look, no Shazam. <laughs> two weeks in a row. I'll give it up then. Two weeks in a row. I'll give it up. Yeah, no Shazam. That, that's, that's, pretty, that's, real, that's really impressive. Damn guys, because I did not uh, I didn't get anything from Stand By Your Man. <laughs> no, so How do the, you get Blues Brothers from Stand By Your Man? So you, in what, the scene, what, was your, was, what was your deductive reasoning there? Because this is in Blues Brothers, but it's like he said, it's a different version. So they sing it wow. in the movie. Yeah. They're at the country and western bar where they say where the great line. And everybody, what kind of music do you play? And they go, we do both country and western. Okay. And then they do uh, the theme from Rawhide, and then they do Stand by Your Man as two grown men. And everybody's looking at each other like, what? Throw beer bottles at the chicken wire. What are you doing? All right, I'll I'll give it up. Hey, I'm impressed. And the the key was movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't because originally Stand by Your Man is one of those songs that. You've heard them in different movies. You would normally see like a Dolly Parton movie or something like that. But I, for me, I went to Patrick's mindset of well, there's yeah. somebody's birthday that's got to be this week. Yeah, yeah. somebody. <laughs> Man, yeah. So you got to you got to find these movies. That's, I guess yeah. you got. I guess you got to think like Patrick. I mean, you got to remember. Rodney. I've been around him for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> that's fifty two weeks in a year, man, and yeah, not probably a lot of great movie soundtracks. No. You got seven songs. No, and, no, no. I I appreciate it. No, either way. No, no. I, and the twenty fourth was his birthday, right? Twenty fourth. So yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday was okay. John Belushi's birthday. Okay. okay. All right. There nice. you go. All right. Midweek movie music. Blues Brothers. My man Hard's got it on the first guess again.
right, no shit. First time again. Uh, all right, let's get to the, uh, the the story here. Mel Kiper had his latest mock draft, um, and in it, uh, just if you want to know about the Texans, in his latest mock draft, he has the Texans second C.J. Stroud uh, with the number two overall pick. Which um, you know, I I think for me, I, I think I'd rather have Bryce Young, but. I don't think anything's wrong with C.J. Stroud. They need a franchise quarterback. And if they deem C.J. Stroud is close in their evaluation uh, overall to a Bryce Young and they don't need to move up in the draft to go get their guy, then take C.J. Stroud. I'm not sure if in his mock draft if the Chicago Bears took a quarterback or not or if the Texans just deemed C.J. Stroud better than Bryce Young in Mel Kuyper's mock draft. Um, but. Mm. I'm, a, I'm more of a Bryce Young guy than a C.J. Stroud guy, but I, I'm not a I'm not against C.J. Stroud. Right. I'm not anti C.J. Stroud. I I case. feel you on that, and you've been you've been very consistent with your thought process when it comes to um, Bryce Young. Everybody thought we were going to waver. We thought that there would be some changes after they saw him play in that playoff game. The way he was moving around, Bryce Young's anticipation and the way he moves around in the mm. pocket. Is something that is that is a pleasure to watch. We got a chance to see it. He won a Heisman Trophy, and even in those tough situations, he was still able to move the ball and throw guys open. Mm-hmm. That that is a skill. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is something that those spaces that we think we're looking for, he's already know where that he already knows where they are, and he creates special moments. So I'm with you on that. Although I know a lot of people are looking at the Texans and, and thinking that they might mess this up, I truly don't think they'll mess it up. I think they'll I think they'll do the right thing. Well, somebody somebody well. has not watched the Texans very much. <laughs> yeah, he's it he, depends on who the yeah. new coach is going to be. I agree. He, he yeah. hasn't watched the Texans very much. So, they, they could easily they I mean they messed up having the number one overall pick. They had it. They that, had the number one overall pick. That's because and they, they screwed knew. it up. They yeah. knew Lovey knew he was gonna get yeah, fired. They no, love no, exactly. sabotage. They fired their coach the day before the last game. <laughs> yeah. They True love self sabotage. They yeah. do. They love it. That's why Patrick is no longer a Texans fan. So they could mess it up. But uh, I'm with you. I'd rather Bryce Young, but I don't think C.J. Stroud would be a bad pick for them no. at all. They need a franchise quarterback. And, yes, you're right. Depending on who the coach is, uh, that will go a long way depending on how successful that pick is going to be. Um, but when it comes to the Cowboys with their first-round pick, Mel Kuyper's got the Cowboys taking Bijan Robinson. Hey, now. He said this just makes sense, right? Team owner Jerry Jones, love star running backs, going back to his days of drafting Emmitt Smith in round one and and drafting Ezekiel Elliott in round one, which we I said was a mistake at the time, but I digress. Um, he also goes on to say that Tony Pollard, um, coming off the injury, um, you don't know what the situation is with him, how he's going to come back from the injury, and he's a free agent. Ezekiel Elliott could become a salary cap casualty because he is a huge cap number against uh, the uh, against the cap for the Cowboys this upcoming season. And they go on to talk about the the, the help that Dak needs as well. He needs mm-hmm. a better supporting cast and put some Bijan on it. Uh, it. It really would help Dak. I, I know it sounds crazy, but yeah, put some Bijan on it would help Dak. And I think it would this, – I, this, I don't agree with drafting running backs in the first round. Let me just say that right now. It's just my uh, kind of overarching kind of theme of draft principles – I wouldn't draft running backs in the first round unless they're special. He is special. So if you want to do that, you could. It would also 
symbolize a pivot by the Cowboys in their offensive thinking that maybe they want to go more run-oriented offense and ball control and focus more on the defense, depending on who that coach, who they bring in, if they have a different coordinator, um, who they bring in as their coordinator too. So there's a lot of questions, but the B. John Robinson um, option, uh, which Zay brought up too, it isn't crazy to me for the Cowboys at 26. Well, and the only way that would happen is if Jerry Jones is not the one drafting. What is the who is the last Longhorn that Jerry Jones went out there and got? Mm, yep. Roy Williams. He traded for trade, Roy Williams, trade the wide receiver. Hey, but doesn't doesn't Jerry have a family connection to the Longhorns now? Well, yes, he does. He does, and he was here, and he's been around. So Bijan, he, I mean, he's so he, seen, and Bijan I, was in Arlington. Remember that just, time? Just saying. But the problem is Jerry does not. Draft Cowboys. The last Cowboy he drafted. Uh, Longhorns? I mean, Longhorns, sorry. Connor Williams. How'd that work out for him? Oh, you're right. He did draft Connor Williams. So So he is not a fan. Like, we were shocked when he drafted Connor Williams. We, I was like, wait, what? He drafted a Longhorn? Didn't he draft a tight end from Texas? Jeff Swain? Jeff Swain. Late. Yeah. Late, late. It's not, it's not a priority. Priority but Bijan special. But, but Bijan, to your Bijan, point, Bijan is very you, special. You would break rules for Bijan. Yeah, that's kind of my point. And it I, means I, you go out. You, you would break tendency. You would break tendency. <laughs> I I still don't know if I draft a running back. You know, in the first round, but twenty six is late enough. Mm-hmm. But I guess you could justify it. Yep. Zeke was unjustifiable. You could not justify drafting Zeke that high. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't care how, what what the hell the Cowboys are thinking. And I know he had some good early years, but still. And then the contract. He did have some good early years, but I think the contract is what made it worse. Good money after yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Bijan, uh, listen, I don't know where Bijan's going, but I, I don't. I, I saw don't, some workout video of him yesterday. I don't know if he's going to make it to 26. Him and Rojo have been getting it in. I don't think he's gonna make it to twenty six. What what's the number that you just, I just roughly? Just I think roughly. somebody's gonna get him. I'm not saying way before that, but I think somebody's gonna snag him up before that. Just because and Jerry think, Jerry wants him. No, just, just because there are there are a couple of teams with luxury picks. Yeah. And the, uh, and yeah, the, and yeah, the yeah, eagle yeah, and the yeah, eagle yeah, that luxury yeah. first round picks. We have multiple first round picks, and the Eagles are one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the Eagles will decide. Nah, you know what? Miles Sanders a free agent. Now yeah. we're coming back better. Yeah, because they, they're one of those franchises. Yeah. They're one of those franchises that don't, they don't rest on their laurels. They don't. They keep getting aggressive. They keep, they, they, they keep they stay, getting aggressive. They stay aggressive the whole damn year. Yep. The offseason they were aggressive. Yep. During the year they were aggressive. Yep. They never stopped adding. That's, that's, that's a great formula. point. They never stopped. Now that's they a got good. a quarterback on a rookie contract, which is the best advantage, arguably, in major American team sports yep. um, to have a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal. But they never stopped. And they did that. Honestly, the year they won the Super Bowl two under Doug Peterson. Yep. They kept doing that. Yep. Kept adding to it. They 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 made Nick Foles the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL that year. And it worked. And it worked. And it worked. You know what I mean? They're just one of those friends. So I wouldn't doubt if they go, Oh, the Cowboys won't be John? Yeah. Can we get Bijan? You know what? That's 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 trade. I, I could also trade see, down, get some value, and get Bijan. I could also see if he gets twenty, if he falls to twenty, the Seahawks trading out of that second first round pick. Ooh. Just because they may not want to have two first round picks. They're gonna have the higher one, but you're like, we don't want to necessarily have two guys because you got gain. Yeah, you already we got, got a, a contract to this, yeah. and we've already got so we can trade back and we can take a luxury of since we have two, we can build more of our team out, trade this pick to whoever wants to trade up for it, and then that opens up the entire league Ooh. to somebody goes, oh, he fell to twenty, we had him number ten on our draft board, 
let's go trade up and go get him. Yeah. yeah. Someone said Baltimore at 20. That's the thing I could see. Baltimore's that, got other needs, but damn, that's ooh, that's crazy. They need a what? They need a wide receiver, but they don't. No I don't think there are great wide receivers at the top of this draft, in my opinion. But I haven't done a ton of research. Quinn Johnston, uh, Hyatt. I like Hyatt. I do like Hyatt. I like uh, Hyatt better than Johnston. Yeah, Hyatt, Hyatt. Hyatt got that juice, man. He's nasty. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think somebody's gonna take Bijan before twenty six. If the cow now if the Cowboys want to trade up to get him. As Patrick just yeah. mentioned, I think that's possible. I don't think he'll be there at 26. He's that special to me. Somebody, and that's what I'm saying is I think his number on most people's draft board is going to be around 10, like yeah. 10 to 15. It's yeah. going to be in that range. Exactly. And so when he gets into the 20s, someone will trade up because they go, well, look, I mean, he's he's the one it. guy. Look at our draft board. Yep. There's one guy still there. Mm-hmm. So if he falls that far – I think he's one that someone may just make the pull the trigger. And go that's get. a great point. Yeah, because then you're talking about um, you know a team that's late in the first round who made a play who was in the playoffs. Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo. 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 I don't know how Bijan if he likes the cold, but Buffalo because they Buffalo Buffalo probably needs Bijan more than any other team. Would, would we agree or disagree with that? Yeah, but I mean, a team that's ready. They could, I mean, about, could Bijan put a team over the top? Bijan puts Buffalo over the top. But, all right, look at Kansas City. Usually, what they did with Jarek McKinnon at the end of this year. No. You're not telling me that Bijan Robinson isn't better than Jarek McKinnon no, and could I use him in the passing game. He's got amazing hands. Someone like that where they go, hey man, well, Clyde Clyde Edwards Alaire didn't really work out. So we can get, and all these teams are saying don't use running backs. So it's not really where you want him to go. Agreed. He's going to end up like a Texas. Say, he's, he's a luxury pick. Yeah, he's a luxury pick for so, a team. So, but I could see one of these teams saying if he falls that far and we don't have to give up a ton to go get him, we got to give up a couple late round picks and move up a few. Oh, don't let it happen, NFL. <laughs> don't let him go to. Don't let him go to Kansas City. Or Buffalo, Roger Dale needs to step in like they did with the CP3 trade. I was going to say, that's, that, that was the exact same thing. Like, oh, I was like, oh, guys, yeah. stop now. We can't let that happen. But I would, three, You going to try to David Stern him? <laughs> yeah. three, can't get up there. Three teams, I think he'd be a nightmare. He'd make a nightmare for the NFL. Buffalo, Philadelphia, Kansas City. And I don't know if, he, if any of that would work out, but, man, he'd put those teams, I think, over the top. Interesting. Interesting. I'm I'm really trying to picture him. Buffalo needs a running back really bad. I'm trying to picture the right jersey for him to be in. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like what 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 would be the right move for him? I uh, I I mean I'm just saying one of those three teams. I think either of those three teams would be a dream scenario because he's going to be playing in a Super Bowl on his rookie deal if he goes to one of those three teams. Now I don't know if that'll happen, but. One of those three teams. So y'all just don't even feel like y'all like James Cook, huh? The running back. You don't. You don't. You don't like him. They, they don't like him. <laughs> they, 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 they used him a lot. They used him a lot. They? Yes, he was. He the, was. The stat, they didn't use Singletary. The stats say otherwise. The stats yeah. say they think Josh Allen is their best running back, which is. Yeah, the well, stats. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 that I, might I, be more of a lineman I can, situation. I can break as well. down the stats for you, but the stats yeah. say that Josh Allen is their best running back. So they need a running back if they believe they can feature. Yeah. And I think that's why they need a they need a Bijan. Yeah, James Cook, fourteen carries was the most carries he had in a game this year. They don't, exactly. and he's a rookie though. He was a rookie. I know, and I get it. Was his guy? No, and I I agree. They, Buffalo just doesn't run the ball. Exactly. Correct. They just don't. So it's a so bad place for Bijan to end up anyway. No, because they need incentive to run the ball. You don't run the ball, but you're running with Bijan. Yeah, that's what we said about Texas. Hmm? 
Is a sark jam? Oh, you know what? Hey, I didn't even take the sark jam. This I time. digress. Patrick. Patrick took the sark jam first. All right, good. First sark jam of the show. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Order for not the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. And uh, Blues Brothers is the featured movie for midweek movie music. And Harge got it. Very first try. So now we have to actually give him credit for the time he cheated and won two. <laughs> he's like the Astros. He's like, he's hey, like the Astros. I got he, the buzzer he, going and somebody banged the trash can and let yeah, me know. He's the Astros. Last, <laughs> last midweek movie <laughs> he was at home and he guessed the movie on the very first try. The only time he was at home and wasn't here where he had access to other resources and support. All right, to answer the question. But he did answer it. Yes, I got a text, all right, for that he got the uh, Kings of Comedy, which was the feature of Midweek Movie Ugh. Music last week. And this week, in studio, he actually got Blues Brothers on the very first try. So, like the Astros, he re- <laughs> he totally redeemed himself. Hey, I came uh, back and won a championship no, again that, after a couple I'm years. I'm gonna treat you like I would treat you like fans treat the Astros. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna shame you anyway. Hey, if you get it next week, it's a franchise. <laughs> Even man, though you're you a dynasty, you're way to a dynasty. I'm gonna shame you anyway, Hart. Hey man, All I'm right? over here like paying you, baby. I'm coming back strong, baby. I'm coming back strong. And, uh, MVP. Did he did a great job. He got. He got it. It was it was brilliant. It really was. It was it was a wild wow factor. That he uh, got it this time, and he got it in front of everybody. In front of everybody, where there uh. could be no you know suspicion. Right. And Patrick said dispute. he even got a text from a friend. Yeah. Right. So you gonna come? Hey, he was the one that was buzzing me. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he told me the fastball was coming. Like I said, you like, you like the Astros, man. You know hey, I, you gotta respect. It. Are, won, y'all, are y'all calling second. my championship tainted? <laughs> the first one. <laughs> the first one was. All right, go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, you can also go there and check out the Austin Area Coaches um, uh, coaches Awards for the Central Texas coaches here in the Flex area. Um, that's really cool. We went through those yesterday, so go check that out. And also, uh, they got your, your hoops update yep. and your hoops outlook, if you will, um, for the uh, games coming up actually next week um, for your Monday games that will be coming up. Oh, no games coming up. So, uh, actually, games coming up this weekend, I should say. Yep. Um, sorry about that. Not Monday. This yeah, weekend. there's a bunch of games that'll be on yes. tomorrow or Friday night. Yes. Last night, we got a chance to watch uh, Conley and Georgetown in a heated battle. Conley came out victorious, got a chance to listen to my man Zay and Roger Wallace as they were doing the game on KBVO. Shout out. Uh, Zay did a great job. The game was exciting. Very beginning of the game, Georgetown. Had a guy that came out and hit the first three three pointers. I mean, he just came out firing. Hmm. But Connolly was like, "Not so fast, my friend. We can do that as well." <laughs> so they were getting up and down the floor. So it was a great time to watch uh, some high school action on TV. 
Nice. And uh, if you want to go check out the podcast page, hornfm.com, um, Zay and uh, Chad, they had uh, Stony Point head coach uh, Antoine Thomas on. Yep. Uh, Thompson, excuse Thompson, me. Thompson. Yeah. Thompson, Thompson on. Um, and he came on the show, so uh, they had a great conversation with him. Uh, you can go check that out at hornfm.com. Um, also, go check out flxatx.com, uh, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. They got you really dialed in to the, uh, the hoop season right here in Central Texas. Uh, yep. All right, uh, we'll come back. We're going we'll get into the MVP finalists in like the NFL. This. We'll talk about who we think should uh, win the MVP award. Also, uh, the uh, finalists who are deserving of the award. The uh, QB rumors are out there too. So we'll get into the rumor mill a little bit. Get into some of the, some of the uh, different conversations about the future of Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady's in that conversation too. Uh, so we'll get into that. Also, we'll get into a very superficial preview of the conference championship weekend, the Final Four, and the Bills GM who has taken shots at the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get into all of that and more NFL news, notes, and nuggets on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.